from the Credit Union National Association. This is the CUNA News Podcast. Credit Union people, credit union ideas. Tyler Valentine has been the CEO at his credit union for 10 years. It's a role he stepped into when he was 25 years old. I'm Jennifer Wolt, a senior editor for CUNA News and Credit Union Magazine. I recently spoke with Valentine, the CEO of $50 million asset Laramie Plains Federal Credit Union in Wyoming. Valentine talked about his background in credit unions, how that prepared him for his role as CEO, the lessons he's learned, advice he'd give young professionals in the credit union movement, and more during a conversation with the CUNA News podcast. So Tyler, let's start off with with just some general background about you yourself. How long have you been the CEO over at Laramie Plains Federal Credit Union, and and how'd you get there? I've been the CEO for 10 years. I was 25 when I became the CEO of the credit union. I don't know how I got here, I think is the best answer. Uh, I worked for credit union since I was 18 years old as a part-time teller and loan processor, Uh, fortunate enough to work in a small credit union with lots of um, mentors and people that wanted to show me if I asked a question, they would answer my questions. And so I got to learn the ins and outs of basically every facet of the organization and worked throughout college in that kind of part-time role filled in when people left or were on vacation or were gone for maternity leave in multiple areas of the credit union. And then... um, I and that was with Laramie Plains all through college, and then I left for a couple of years after college. And when the CEO left, they called me and asked me. The chairman of the board called me and asked me if I'd be interested in throwing my name in the in the ring, and happened to be the candidate selected. Now you said you were 25 when you took over as CEO. I was. How did that feel? Because I think to myself, and I'm like, whoa, 25. I, I can't even think back to what I was doing when I was 25, I don't know if I would have been ready to run a credit union. What, what, what was that like for you? I'm not sure I was. Um, it was definitely a, a big step to take. It was um, a bit scary for sure. I think that my background, having worked at, at Laramie Plains for a long time, I knew the members, I knew the organization to a certain extent. It changed a lot in those two years that I was gone, but I did feel like I had a a good understanding of what I was getting into just from the organization, the community, that sort of thing. The the credit union that I worked for in the two years between uh, college and coming back as a CEO was a credit union that was in a troubled state. Didn't happen to know that when I went there. There, They had a change in their CEO in the period of time I was there, and I uh, went in as a director of member services. But um, quickly learned that there were several issues that were happening within that organization and had the knowledge uh, from my my years here at, at Laramie Plains to step in and try to help and resolve some of those issues. And then with the CEO change, I took on an expanded role as the chief operations officer. I had to go through the process of writing a net worth restoration plan, uh, having that approved by NCUA on the first reading. And, and just going through all of that kind of turmoil, I think, really taught me a lot about credit union industry, about how to run a credit union, how they get in trouble, and what, what to avoid in the future uh, as, a, as a leader. So I, I learned a lot in a really, really short period of time. I think it was kind of trial by fire 
And so coming back as CEO, I felt like it couldn't have been worse than what I was dealing with in that in that situation. Um, but it was different. It was definitely overwhelming to have all of the responsibility. I hadn't had that that feeling before. And then I think, you know, I had to bring in some of my group of people anytime that there's a change in executive leadership. I think that there's also a change in uh, some of the other staff. And so we definitely experienced that as well. And, you know, it was it was definitely a process. And one I um, learned a great deal from and, and worked really hard to develop myself as a leader and, and had a lot of inward focus at that time in terms of how can I do this the best. Now you talk about developing yourself as a leader. How, how did you do that? Did you have a mentor? Did you do a lot of kind of book reading and, and kind of looking within yourself by yourself? Did you reach out to others in, in the credit union industry? Or, or how'd, you, how'd you go about kind of gaining those, those leadership skills that you knew were going to be necessary to lead a, a credit union? Uh, any and all of what you mentioned. Uh, I've always been a book reader and so definitely dove into uh, some books that I read in college, went back and looked at materials that I had, sought out other advice, um, definitely reached back out to my mentors and went, you know, if I was having a problem or if I needed advice on how to handle something, I'm fortunate enough to be, sur- I've surrounded myself with a great group of people that I can reach out to that will uh, give me unfiltered advice and, you know, kind of shed that light on, okay, you're not looking at this correctly and kind of break down maybe some of those defensive barriers that we all put up when we're trying to make decisions or when we think we're on the right path and somebody's telling us we're not. And so definitely leaned on those people. And then um, I, I'm fortunate to have the backing of an excellent board of directors that recognized that they hired a, a young CEO and, and that was part of the process. So um, I've been fortunate to have an executive coach and, and put my team and myself through executive coaching. And that has been a big part of that development as well. Executive coaching, that, that's kind of, you hear a lot about that nowadays. What, what's kind of been the biggest takeaway for you from that experience? Biggest takeaway for me has been to really limit the focus. I wanted us, we were, when I became CEO, we were a uh, roughly $30 million credit union, just under $30 million, And we went over $50 million at the end of 2017. So we've definitely experienced some growth over the past 10 years. And with that comes a lot of those growing pains and, and things like that. I wanted us to be the best at everything. Uh, because I have high expectations for myself and high expectations for my team. The biggest takeaway for me from executive coaching was to, you can't do everything well. Nobody can. And so to really limit the focus of all staff, um, narrow it down to three to five, preferably three things. And we've been able to do that over the course of several years, really understanding what each position, what those three things are, that if that staff member can do those three things excellently, then that makes them the most successful in that role. And it's taken some time. I mean, and I think it's unique for every organization, for each individual, uh, but we've narrowed that down. And I think we've really begun to see a lot of success from that narrowed focus. 
Now you had mentioned that you'd worked at the at Laramie Fed or Laramie Plains while you were in college, and then you went off and went to a different credit union for a few years before you came back as a CEO. Was that helpful knowing the people who worked there, the members, the community? Was that that background and that knowledge and that familiarity was that helpful for you stepping into a role at at such a young age? It was. Um, it ended up not. It, it gave me comfort coming into the role. It ended up not being as beneficial to me once I was in the role in that the CEO that I had worked for when I was here had left at the same time that I did. He had retired. And so um, the credit union had changed a great deal under different leaderships in those two years when I was gone. So there was a change in the membership and a change in the culture from when I was here. And so what I thought I was Um, walking back into wasn't necessarily the case. I had to build some of uh, that membership base back. I had to reach out to people that I knew that were long-term members and have discussions with them about why I hadn't seen them in the credit union in a while and things like that and really promote myself as a brand that was helpful to those members. And I know that from conversations with them as that happened, that they were so glad to see me back here at the credit union. So I had to kind of build my brand and and promote myself as an extension of the credit union brand, which I hadn't anticipated having to do. Uh, But it it just became kind of a natural extension of what needed to happen because they knew me so well because I was in that kind of front-facing role. And this is in, I came here in 2001. And so this is at a time when technology wasn't as prevalent as it is today in our business. And so it was a lot more member-facing and a lot more interaction with the members than, than we currently see. And so they knew me, and, and I used that to leverage members back to the credit union that maybe had become disenfranchised with that change in leadership. Was there anything, as, as you were preparing to, to take on your CEO role, is there anything that you didn't know that you wish somebody would have told you before your first day? Oh, so much. Um, <laughs> I think. What are the big I ones? Think, yeah, I think the primary thing that um, that I could have used was it takes time. That that it's not. You're not going to experience, you know, the the outcomes that you want to see right away. But it takes time to build your team. It takes time to build the brand of the credit union. If that is lacking, it takes time to. Um, really develop the products and services and find the niche within your community. You know, the biggest takeaway was just to have Peter, or, or what I wish somebody would have said is, you're going to need more patience than you currently have <laughs> to to navigate this, um, because that was definitely something that I struggled with, is I wanted it to be all at once um, and to be amazing at it all at once. And that that didn't happen, and it took time. And, and now, I looking back, We've accomplished some amazing things in the short period. I think 10 years is a pretty short period of time. You know, if you'd have told me 10 years ago that, that this would have happened, I would have said, yeah, like in three. <laughs> and that obviously it takes more time and to have, have greater patience. So what are some of those big accomplishments that you're particularly proud of that, that have happened in, in these last 10 years? Uh, we built a new main office to step out and start from scratch and build a really nice, aesthetically pleasing building that is designed for the business that we have. I think it was 
um, the primary thing. And we did that almost right away. Um, made the first offer on our location the first month that I was CEO. It took a year for the property to close. Um, we went out and the board supported me in a pretty risky move at the time. So I became CEO in September of 2008. And the financial crisis was kind of about to really take hold in the U.S. And so we did our largest capital expansion project in the worst economic downturn in a generation. Uh, and we knew we had to do it. We knew it was a risk, but we also knew we had to do it for the long-term viability of the credit union. Uh, and it's, our architect estimated that we saved about $750,000 in the construction of our building by doing it during that period of time because um, prices were, were so low. We've also done a huge investment in technology from day one, recognizing that our technology was behind the times and pushing our data processor and all of our vendors to really find that technology and investing in it, trying to get our mobile app, you know, launched and then remote deposit capture with that. Then now a, a refresh of those technologies and we're launching um, at the end of the month, which members will be able now to text the credit union, which I think is where technology and communication is going and kind of on the forward edge of that technology is really important, I think, to the membership as well as to the credit union. We're in a college town. We have a lot of young members that use a lot of our existing technology. And so I think that being really aware, hyper aware, and and an early adopter of some of this technology is, is really important. I've had the support of the staff and the board to invest in that technology. I think the other thing is really the building of my team here. All five of my management team will be credit union development educators. We've invested a great deal of money into, as I said, executive coaching, conferences, leadership. They've All of my management team have been through the Wyoming Credit Union Leadership Institute. I have a, uh, my member services manager was selected into the executive leadership program through the Mountain West Credit Union Foundation, which is a pretty elite program that will put her through CUNA Management School. Um, she's already gone through uh, DE, and then she'll also have a mentor and other aspects, So and executive coaching as well. So really a heavy investment in our talent and in our people, uh, making sure that they're the best they can be to serve them. What have you learned during your 10 years as a CEO that that you didn't think that you wouldn't, 10 years ago, you wouldn't have thought about learning or those unexpected lessons that you've learned? I, I think the patience thing, I've definitely learned to have more patience, uh, something that I still work on every day. I, I've learned that you recognizing yourself, those things that maybe you're not good at and make sure that people that you hire and, and are part of your team complement those aspects. Uh, and fill those gaps in in myself. I'm so I'm not a detailed person. For example, I I kind of fly at thirty thousand feet most of the time. And my executive vice president, her and I think very similarly. Where we want to get to the same end, and I'm like, okay, we're just going to do this, and we're going to get there. She's the details and uh, works extremely well. We make sure that we cover the bases make sure that we cover the details and also make sure that we get to the end goal. So that's just one example of making sure that the people that I surround myself with complement those areas that I'm not great at and that I recognize that in myself. 
that's definitely been a big learning thing. And then really to to get outside of the the credit union space, even, you know, we I I'm constantly looking at what other industries are doing. How do we see and respond and, and learn from these other entities? It's not just the financial space. So as we're you know, FinTech is disrupting the entire financial sector, but it happened with Uber and taxi systems. And so how do we make sure that we're not uh, a casualty of the fintech space? How do we partner with that? How do we make ourselves uh, appealing in that kind of new world around fintech? But I think having that much more broader view, I think I coming into it, I saw, and for a lot, a number of years initially, really focused inwardly, focused on our organization, what we needed to change and do and grow. And I think now we're at a place where we're looking much more outwardly and trying to see what's happening across industry and and being able to adapt and, and adopt those technologies, how to tailor messages and innovation to our sector. Like, how does that work when it's a small $50 million credit union in Laramie, Wyoming? Why can't we do something as innovative as that? And so we're, we're working with that. We did a innovation workshop with the staff this spring and then are following up on commitments they made around innovation and how we really drive an innovative culture within a small credit union and that it's possible and can really have impact to the membership. So let's say you're, you're talking to a bunch of young professionals and they go, Tyler, give us some advice. What advice would you give to first young professionals in general, maybe some who are just starting out their careers in the credit union industry, or maybe they're a part-time teller and they're not quite sure what they want to do, you know, for the rest of their life. What what kind of advice would you give those folks? I tell them to seek out mentors and to ask the questions. If they don't understand something, instead of just doing the how, and then maybe they've shown how, been shown how to do something, they don't really understand the why behind it, to ask the questions about the why. Uh, and if the answer doesn't make sense, to continue to ask until it does. I think that that's one of the biggest things is nobody wants to appear uh, as if they don't already know or or have, they're worried that their manager may have a perception of them that they uh, don't understand or aren't intelligent or something like that. And I just encourage them to keep asking those questions and figuring it out and learn it piece by piece because of the it's kind of a big um, system out there. And the only way to do it, to learn it, is to take it a piece at a time. So to ask those questions, seek out mentors within their organization, but also you know, friends, colleagues, parents, anybody that's been through perhaps the financial, or not even financial, but through just the work, work environment and how they've navigated it. And then to take what they take what works for them and leave the rest. But there's no magic bullet that's going to work for everyone every time. Every skill, every piece that you might learn, you put it in a toolbox. Even if it doesn't work for you right now, you put it in the toolbox and you have it for later. And you can refer back to it and you have those resources. And I think the other big thing for me is that, you know, that they don't get mired in other people's baggage or drama. We all, I think everybody's probably been in a workplace where Maybe it hasn't been as constructive and productive as we wanted it to be. And I think young people, at least there's a perception out there that they play into that, create it, or or perpetuate it. I 
my advice to them is to leave that those people that are that have that baggage or are creating that that kind of toxic space or that drama within the workplace uh, and focus on themselves, focus on their work. Steve Martin said, be so good they can't ignore you. So focus on you. Really build yourself, build your brand, build your skills. Make sure you're the best at what you do and don't get distracted by, you know, any of that other stuff that may happen in the workplace. Even maybe people rising farther or faster than you are, uh, maybe a peer or a colleague. Don't don't take that on as your own, you know, don't take that on as a problem. Take it on as a challenge and look for ways to make sure that you're seen and you're heard and that you can be that next person. That's the biggest thing, I think, is to really, really have that inward focus and, and building who you are as a professional and as a person and what you want to accomplish out of this life. Do you have any specific advice you would give to a person who comes up to you and says, I want to be you? Maybe I don't want to be a CEO at 25, but at some point in my career, I want to be a CEO at a credit union. What advice can you give me? What would you say to them? I would say to find the skills that they want. If it's specific, it would really be what part of the credit union do you work in? What's your role currently within that? You know, So I'd want to ask some questions to really determine where they are right now. And then help guide them to, okay, are you the subject matter expert in your in your space? And if you are, now it's time to expand that. So now it's time to go into these other departments within your organization. Start asking questions. Start asking for coaching sessions with your leadership, you know, in your one-on-ones, asking for exposure to these other departments and, you know, job shadowing and things like that that can expose you to those other areas of the credit union to make you as well-rounded as possible. And then exploring the leadership opportunities because leadership is a big component of this. And as young people, we have to be cognizant that we can lead from any place within the organization. But if we want to be in that C-suite, we're really going to have to lead well and lead effectively. So finding the resources to do that, whether it's books, podcasts, TED Talks, or if they can afford it themselves or if their credit union has a program for it, mentors and executive coaches and building building that network of people around you to help guide and support you along the way. Thanks for listening to the CUNA News Podcast. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. <laughs>